Like if you look at other businesses, if you look at the people that have become the most successful in any business, they have incredible systems that they're known for. And now unless you're a business owner, you don't know that it's the system they used that allowed them to become that successful. So if you look at any great company, they all have a system, right? That's the difference between somebody successful and someone's not is a system they impart, but that system required thought, required thinking. It required, okay, what creates duplication? What can create anybody being able to follow it so that we can dumb this down and make it so simple that anybody can do? And that's what I believe a real thought leader can do. And by doing it at the front, showing example day by day, how to get it done and what to do, if that makes sense. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have a treat lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of my oldest and dearest friends. And he happens to be one of the leading network marketers in the world. He has been a senior leader at Landmark Education. He's led seminars over there. This is a man with a heart of gold. This is a man who cares about his fellow man and woman. He has helped make dozens and dozens of people millionaires and multimillionaires. I'm speaking, of course, of the one, the only, the legendary Cavalier Franco LaFranco. Welcome to the show, Franco. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. What a great introduction. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you, Franco. Oh. I love you too, man. So oh. great to have you on the show, man. It really is totally fantastic. Franco, so I know you very well, but most of the people listening to this show don't. The folks listening to this show are men and women who are entrepreneurs. They're heroes. They have a dream. They want to make the world a better place. They want to make life better for themselves, the people they love, and the people that they serve. And they're looking to learn from you. And the only way that they can actually hear you is if they connect with you and fall in love with you first. So, Franco, tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Franco LaFranco? Oh, I don't know about that, but I'll definitely tell you my backstory. First of all, I want to acknowledge you, uh, Nikki, for putting this on. This is a phenomenal podcast, and I'm excited for all your listeners and for everybody that's learning to be an entrepreneur because I think you know entrepreneurship is the most noble profession. It's the most important profession we have in the world because without that, you know, the economy just stops, and, and it's vitally important. So whatever we can do uh, to help that and foster that is a big deal. I want to acknowledge you for doing that because you're doing a big service to to society. I think this is a big deal. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you for what you do. And we're all grateful that you're doing this for us. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you. As far as my backdrop, my story, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I grew up in Toronto, Canada, and my dad was Italian, I had an old Italian dad. And he always said to me, Franco, always own your own business. From the time I was four years old, that's all he ever said to me. 
Now, when you're a kid, you really don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, okay, whatever. And I remember my last job I had, I was 17 years old and working as a bank teller, and I got myself fired because I wouldn't follow the rules. I thought the rules were silly. And then at 22, I started my very first – I went to business school. I remember I went to MBA school, and uh, I quit. Uh, and the reason why I went to MBA school and quit is I was I was realizing that what I was being taught – was not conducive for being an entrepreneur. It was conducive for being an executive or you know a stats person or something like that. But it wasn't really something I, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad had brainwashed me. The time I was a little kid, I saw the benefits of it. I, I saw the opportunity of freedom that came with that and the lifestyle. So I wanted it, and so that's why one of the reasons why I went to MBA school. And when I went there, I just realized that wasn't what I was being taught. So I left. And I right away, I went into business, started my own business. And the first company I started was an import-export company to Mexico. The first year, we did $5 million in revenue, which was blew my mind. Right? I was like, wow, this is great. And then, like every entrepreneur, you get your hard lessons. You learn your lessons. You learn how to protect your business. You know how to keep growing it. You always understand you've never arrived. You've always got to get somewhere. And then I, I ended up getting into technology business and other businesses and growing other businesses. My first three businesses all failed uh, because I had to learn hard lessons. And it's funny, I was reading, I think it's called The Millionaire Next Door, where it said that uh, the average millionaire bankrupts their first three companies. <laughs> and obviously, and that, that was me, baby, uh, you know, toasted my first three businesses. And uh, with good reason, you know, I had no experience in business. And then I started to understand, look, you need mentorships. Uh, there is some luck involved, but there's also being in the right industries at the right time. Uh, there are there are correct industries that overcome recessions and things like that. So when you're in the business world, it's important to – I had to learn these lessons, which is to understand – the lessons that a business gives you. I'll give you an example. So one of the businesses I had was a technology company and I had raised 40 million. Now this is true, okay? So the company had no money and then I went out and raised 40 million. And you have to be relentless, right? I went through 103 or 104 business presentations to raise the money. It was myself and a a management team. And after the 104th presentation, after a year and a half of trying to raise money, uh, we found the lead investor. They said yes, and then everything came together. Here's the funny story. After we closed the deal, the lead investor said, Franco, do you know that I don't, we've never done this, nor do I know a company has ever gone from zero money to 40 million in one tranche. I'm <laughs> like, really? Thank God you didn't tell me because then I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> so that's where like, you know, ignorance is bliss. And so we got to work in this one technology company and the name of the company was called Stream Intelligent Networks. And uh, I'll never forget this. Uh, we brought in a gentleman whose family is very wealthy. He was a vice president of one of the you know, big Canadian companies. And then we brought him on to oversee what we're doing just so we could you know, have some maturity and seniority in the business. And about, I would say about 30 to 45 days in, he walks into my office. He goes, Franco, I've been here long enough that uh, you know, I can give you some feedback. I said, great. Now, at the time, I was like sky high. We were hiring people, offices opening. <clears throat> you know, I was just like you know, on top of the world. He walks into my office and he says to me, Franco, I don't think we're going to make it. I'm like, what? What do you mean we're not going to make it? We just raised the money. What, what, what makes you say that? And he said to me, because of you. 
you got to tone it down. Your arrogance is over the top. You need some humility. And it was just like I got sucker punched, right? I'm like, oh, okay, got it. So, you know, and I really got to see that in that moment where I was building that business, who I was being with people, how I was, I could see why he said that, that if I kept being that way, being in business is all about humility and staying humble. And it taught me a very valuable lesson being in business that, that served me well thereafter, especially in my network marketing industry. And so, you know, business continued and we started to build and it was just an amazing ride, an amazing experience, different companies after that from soccer school for kids and other things, just, just a really fun time of being in business. But then, you know, how I got into the network marketing industry was, you know, traditional business is great. It can be really great. It can be obviously incredibly rewarding. It's very important that we have entrepreneurs. But for me, after about, I would say, 15 years to 20 years in traditional business, I was getting a little tired, meaning the everyday grind, because you know entrepreneurship is an everyday grind. And I got introduced to the concept of residual income. And, you know, my background was technology. I had a little bit of technology background. I appreciated the, the power that essential services had from internet, telephony to energy. And so when I found the network marketing company that was either in those industries or going into them, I got excited about the concept of building an organization and business without all the headaches and stresses of traditional business without having the employees in the, in the office and the accounts payable and the accounts receivable and all those things. And that started my journey into network marketing. It's a hell of a story, Franco. And along the way, you for a while were a professional soccer player, right? Well, in my head. <laughs> I play a little bit, yeah. My dad owned a professional soccer team, and I grew up in a system and learned a lot and uh, had a great opportunity to play with some extraordinary players, had a great experience, great learning. Unfortunately, I had a body made of glass, <laughs> so I just kept getting hurt, and it was very frustrating. You know, I'm like one of those stories of somebody that could have been. You know, somebody that could have been, but, you know, whether it was my knees or I remember my ankles, I tore the ligaments, my ankles, each one, four or five times, my hamstrings, like ruptured them each leg three times, crack collarbone, knocked unconscious. I mean, you name it, it's happened to me. My elbow, surgery on my elbow, knees. Then I developed Osgood Schlatter's disease of the knees, which really impacted my ability to run. So that's one of those careers where, oh, I could have been if only I had a good body. <laughs> durable body like Nikki Ballou because I know you're an incredible fitness uh, buff and you're you're that's one of your amazing things you're fantastic obviously many things that you're great at but understanding the body and fitness and health and and welfare that's just one of your incredible strengths that people could learn a lot from but maybe if I had your body I'd still be playing <laughs> but hey, listen, you, you managed to play, even though it wasn't for the longest time. You had people that were interested in your skills, and you brought that ethic of never say die, go after your dreams. So when soccer wasn't a possibility, you brought, you brought that focus into business, right? And by the way, what you did with the soccer school, because you and I worked on that for a little while back in uh, 2002, 2003, that today has come full circle for me because... My eldest son is playing at uh, Barca's Toronto area soccer school. 
Wow. You, you remember when you were talking to Nike yeah. back then and they, they wanted to push Barca on you and you wanted Real Madrid and yeah, I remember all that, that stuff. That was awesome. <laughs> it's craziness, right? So, well, uh, our vision has come true now. What, we, what you and I were creating has now come true across North America and these schools are popping up. And it's great because you know, our kids need that in North America. As you know, soccer is the most participated sport in North America, yet we have some very you know, some of the poorest coaching, to be quite honest. You know, how can we have so many players and not any anybody be any good? No, no you it's, know? it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. But interestingly enough, Juve still doesn't have a school. So, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, some, something, something still to something consider. Something to look forward to, my friend, yeah, yeah. for sure. Juve should yeah. be great if Juve had a school, especially now they have Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, the best player in the world on their team. It's It's pretty incredible. Uh, but I digress. Let, let, let's go back to the entrepreneurial conversation. So, so Franco, you went through this journey, this entrepreneurial journey, right? And it's a little bit like the hero's journey from Joseph Campbell. You're familiar with Joseph Campbell and his work around the hero's journey? Yeah. I, you made me you made me very familiar with them. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. So, so basically, your journey is very much like the hero's journey. You went, you tried, you found a path for yourself. You know, you had to go figure it out. You had your trials and tribulations, and then you you landed in ACN. Initially, when you got involved in ACN, you weren't one hundred percent sure if it was if it was fantastic or not. You you were initially like I was in ACN too. You were my customer. You were one of my first customers. But then somebody brought you to a meeting. They signed you up as an ACN independent business representative. And things took off for you. Very quickly, you surpassed that individual and the individuals that were higher up to him. You've become one of ACN's top producers in their history. You're, you're at a level called senior vice president, which is the highest level in the company. And on top of that, you've built a massive organization with phenomenal revenue and People who don't know about network marketing have heard about you. So to me, that's phenomenal because one of my mentors is a man named Matt Church, and he draws a distinction between an expert and a thought leader. And, and let me just give you that distinction, and I'd like to hear your comments on it. An expert is someone who knows something, right? But a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. I would say you fit the definition of thought leader in the world of network marketing because you're known for being that guy. What are your comments on that? That's interesting. So first of all, let's go back a little bit to um, when I first started into the industry. I had no experience in it. I just knew I wanted the lifestyle that it came with it, which is you know residual income, time and money together, just because I had enough of the world that I was in. And so I got involved in it, and I didn't really understand it, and I had to learn it. The advantage that I had was I had done, as you know, through Landmark Education and other avenues, a lot of personal growth and development. So I was very clear who I was, my strengths, my weaknesses, getting hold of you know what I'm capable of and what I could create, uh, the ability to communicate effectively and, and inspire people and lead from the trainings plus my business background came together, which made it a really deadly combination in this business. On top of that, I was very inspired by helping people. So one of the things that happens as you go through a lot of personal growth and development, I, and I think you're, you're, I know for sure you're there too, we want to make a difference. We want to help people. We want to give back, right? And so for me, I saw this not only as a way for me to obviously change my financial life, but also to help as many people as possible. And one of the things that I'm most proud of that I've ever accomplished in my entire life 
is that I have an organization of tens of thousands of people of which I'm helping thousands of them make money. That's like, to me, like, wow. I can't, you know, it's like the ultimate of being an entrepreneur. Not only are you giving, contributing something, but you're also helping a lot of people make money off services that normally belong to really rich people. You know, the beauty of the business we're in is that we get to participate in trillion dollar internet, gas, electricity, cell phone industries that the average person could never participate in because they couldn't afford it. So to be able to do that is is pretty huge. And so when you combine, you know, personal growth development, entrepreneurship experience, and you applied it to what I was in, yeah, my business exploded and I took off and built a huge organization. But then you see, here's what happens, which is interesting, going to your comment about a thought leader. I believe a thought leader is someone that not only can they take something and be successful at it and achieve results, but they can impart that on other people and help them achieve results. So not only can you do it for yourself, but you can also help others do the same because it's through a particular kind of system or thinking that you are using and mastering that that happens. And that happens in all industries. Like if you look at other businesses, if you look at the people that have become the most successful in any business, they have incredible systems that they're known for. And now unless you're a business owner, you don't know that it's the system they used that allowed them to become that successful. So if you look at any great company, they all have a system, right? That's the difference between somebody's successful and someone's not, is a system they impart. But that system required thought, required thinking. It required, okay, what creates duplication? What can create anybody being able to follow it so that we can dumb this down and make it so simple that anybody can do? And that's what I believe a real thought leader can do. And by doing it at the front, showing example day by day how to get it done and what to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, being a thought leader definitely involves having a system, right? It definitely involves imparting that system to the people you want to serve. So being a thought leader to me is first and foremost about wanting to solve problems for people who are suffering. First and foremost, there's a lot of suffering going on in the world today. For example, uh, men today, many men are very lost. They don't know how to navigate the brave new world out there. And traditional concepts of masculinity have fallen into disfavor society-wide. And that's unfortunate because there's a lot of great things about that. In fact, pretty much everything about it is, is great. To be a masculine man is to be a man that keeps his word, to be a man that provides for his family, to be a man that defends the weak, et cetera, et cetera. And these things are important, yet a lot of men don't have access to them. There's a lot of people who want to provide for their family, and yet they're struggling to do that. They're suffering over that. So to me, being a thought leader, first and foremost, is you're someone who gives a good gosh darn about somebody. In fact, I coined another phrase in addition to thought leader, and I call it being a heart leader. And to be a heart leader, you need to lead from the heart. What are your thoughts about that? That's interesting. So I remember I took a course many, many years ago, and it was on being a man. And I go, oh, that's an interesting course. I think I'll take it. <laughs> you know. And one of the things I learned in this course, and it hit me right in between the eyes and in my heart, uh, which was, if a man is not successful 
in his career, it's difficult for him to have a happy relationship and to be a good dad and to be someone that in general is happy in life. And I remember seeing that and thinking about that. I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's imagine that I'm not successful. What would my life look like? I would be totally miserable because we identify ourselves as men from our career and what we accomplish, right or wrong. And I don't know if that's innate. I don't know if that's hereditary. I don't know if it's biological. I don't know what the if it's conditioned. I don't know. All I knew that that was true for me. So I remember that I had to make sure no matter what, that in my career, I was going to become successful. And it's interesting, as we go through ups and downs, I've noticed that when I wasn't as successful as I was, it was true, even though I had great family, great everything else, I wasn't as happy. The minute I became successful, my gosh, it was like uh, I couldn't be happier. You know, I couldn't be happier in my manhood, in my masculinity, with my family, with everything else. It really impacted me. And I go, that's not to me, it's absolutely true. And that's a really key distinction I've made for myself. And I tell men that I work with, hey, look, you got to become successful in your career before everything else. And then everything else will follow and become simple. In fact, it's really funny. So that you mentioned the top position in my business was senior vice president. I was single before that time for 10 years. I was just, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't looking. And I said to myself in my mind, you know, when I become a senior vice president, then I will find the woman I want to be with. Literally, no joke. The weekend I got promoted and I became a senior vice president in this company, that weekend I met my future fiance, who I'm going to be marrying in a few months. That's crazy, wow. right? Literally, like that's how powerful our words are, right? How powerful what we say is, it was just like, wow, there she is, there she shows up after being single for 10 years, there she is. And so I'm a firm believer in that, you know, as a man, for us to be happy, you know, we got to be, we got to be successful in our careers, do whatever it takes to become successful. And then after that, things will fall into place. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. That's so brilliantly said. Every man's got to figure out what success means to him and he's got to make it happen. Very, very well said. Franco, I'm really enjoying this conversation. It's fantastic. So, yes, like we used to have. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to make sure we do this again more than just once every three years on a podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk about the personal development work that you've done and how important that is. I've been studying the work of Robin Sharma and I've attended a number of his programs. In fact, at one point he was a client of mine when I was a fitness trainer, but that, that's, a, that's a whole different story. And one of the things he says is that if you want to double your income in any given year, the surest way to do that is to triple your investment in personal and professional growth and development. And I know that that's something you've done. You've lived your life by doing that. Could you expand on that for the listener and talk about why that's been so important in your success? hundred percent. So yeah, he's right. And the reason is because I don't care what business you're in. It's about being great with people, right? So if you're great with people, I don't care what businesses that you're in you'll, and you've got a system that you're following for business and you're clear what your goals are and what you want to achieve, but you're great with people. You can enroll people in what you're creating into the possibility of your business and what you're up to. That's awesome. But here's what being great with people means. Okay. It doesn't mean 
that you ignore yourself. It means first you acknowledge who you are. You're great with yourself. You're working on you and whatever you know stuff that you've got going on, your issues. Because at the end of the day, you can't really be present with people, like really in a conversation with them about them. If you've got a whole bunch of crap, whole bunch of baggage from your past in your way, it's phony. And you can smell those people a mile away. So all the work that I did was really on me and all the stuff that happened with me in my life and getting what's called complete, right? Meaning what? Meaning that you know, the stuff that happened, happened, okay? You can't forget about it, nor should you, but you put it to the side so that you can go forth and create anything, nor does it skew your view of life, nor does it skew your view of people. Because what happens is when we go talk to people, like it's funny when I watch people having conversations, right? It's like two missiles going over each other's heads with their words. Right? One person's thinking the person's saying this thing, they're assuming you're saying something else, and no one's really listening and just just talking. And I like to sit back sometimes and go, oh, these people need personal growth and development because they're not listening at all. They're listening from their world, from their filters, from their past, from their experiences, and not from what the person is actually saying. So neither person is actually heard. But imagine you can be in a conversation with somebody and actually hear where they're coming from. Imagine how much more effective you could be in your business with your customers, with your clients, because you actually heard them. Well, that's only going to happen if you listen from their perspective. That's only going to happen because you dealt with yourself and all the filters to which you listen to people from, you listen through life from, fall away. And then all that's there is you and that person. And they have the experience of being hurt. You know, one of the things that my business requires is recruiting people into the business. And when I recruit people, I'm, I love doing it, by the way, because to me, recruiting means, you know, you listen to a person, listen to their life, listen to where they want to go, what they want to get to, and how our business can help them with that. But to me, when you recruit somebody to anything, all you're doing is listening and asking questions. That's it. And they literally can see for themselves what you want to create with them. But that requires true listening. And so the whole question you asked about personal growth development, that whole world, without that, and it's funny because I didn't start into that world until my third company failed. So after the third company failed, one of my cousins called me and he says, Franco, I think there's a course you could probably take on personal growth and to learn. And I said, all right. I'll, I'll go take it. I got nothing to lose. Got, nothing's working out for me right now. Francesco? My cousin Francesco. You got it. He introduced me to the world. I'm forever grateful for him for introducing me to the world of the, uh, personal growth and development and all these people like Anthony Robbins and Landmark Educate, all these things, right? All these things that I knew nothing about, was ignorant to, didn't understand. It wasn't part of my family's conversation. So, you know, where would I learn from, right? And so when I started into that world, literally the next company I started grew to 300 employees, you know, and it was because I was now in that world of learning and listening and being great with people. And there's no way, for example, I could have raised $40 million from savvy New York investors when I had never raised a penny in my life before without that. It would have been impossible, right? Think about that. That's pretty astonishing. It is astonishing. I mean, even when you say it now, I'm like, wow. (laughs) I know. Even And that was in 1997, 98, if you can believe it. It was even more difficult back then, you know? So... 
it's just it's the whole different world. And but it's all because of, of I'm so grateful that I entered that world. And I recommend all every single person work on yourselves. I'm still do like I read a lot, podcasts, courses. I'm nonstop because there's no limit to what you can reach. You know, there is no limit to what you can reach. I think that's that's absolutely fantastic. You know, Franco, at some point, I think, given all the work you've done on yourself, it'd be good for you to take some of this body of knowledge and turn it into some uh, content and material that you put out there and monetize and all that good stuff because you're unique in the network marketing field. There's a lot of people who uh, get out there and preach success. And many of them are great, like George Zalicki, phenomenal guy, phenomenal material. I would love to have him on my show, by the way. I don't know if you're in touch with him, but perhaps offline we can chat about that. He, he'd yeah, be I'll, 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 hook you, I'll hook you guys up for sure. That'd be he's fantastic. He, he's he, retired. Is, yeah. he is great. He is great. But I just believe that not many of them can come at it from the authentic space of heart leadership that you can. So uh, something I think you ought to mull over and consider. Sure. And, but see, this is why, you know, I love my business because, you know, I have teams and different leadership groups that I coach and mentor every day. You do. You do. I do. Yeah, of course. I'm yeah, talking about that. going that's, even that's beyond that. Important. I'm talking about going even beyond The masses. That. The masses. Yeah, I got it. And I'll tell you what, you're in ACN, but there are, let's face it, there are dozens of network marketing companies out there, right? Dozens and dozens. And there are people in them who are not going to be a part of the opportunity. That's just the way it goes, right? But boy, could they, could the world benefit from those folks having these principles and operating from them versus from, you know, the commission breath ways that many of these folks do their businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So anyways, and why not get paid? To share that genius with people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We live in a capitalist society. Wow. It's a good thing. Anyways, so Franco, I've really been enjoying this conversation. I think it's fantastic. We like to end off each and every one of our episodes by asking you, our expert guest, to share with our listener, what are your top three expert action steps? So what say you? Well, I'll apply it to my business because I'm really present to this right now because I'm I'm in, I'm in a huge endeavor right now. Like I'm 10xing my business, and uh, over the next couple of years, I'm taking it to the billion dollar revenue. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So I'm I'm really analyzing myself. Who do I need to be? What do I need to do? What actions do I need to take to take my business from where it is today and 10x it to a billion in revenue? Love it. And so that's going to mean I help a hundred hundreds of people become you know, financially free. It means we're going to feed a million children per month in our program, which is pretty powerful. And it means we create a lot of wealth it's, and we, we help customers. It's going to be a big deal. So for myself, I've been looking at this. So it's a great question you asked me because I'm in the middle of this right now for myself. And one of them is to keep, like we talked about earlier, which is to keep working on myself. So I've got a personal coach that coaches me and getting beyond my own self-limiting beliefs of how it's going to happen, removing filters I can't see. And that's a constant battle because as human beings, we're always doing that. One of the things to always keep doing for yourself, in my opinion, is if you're going to keep growing and expanding your business, no matter what business it is, you have to 
keep removing the self-limiting beliefs that we all have that stop us. And most of those happen at a, self, a subconscious level, and it's like a, we're literally sabotage ourselves, and we don't realize it. It's like we're hitting an invisible ceiling, and then you have the experience of not being able to break through to the next level. And so you got to keep working on that. And, with, and I recommend a personal coach that's great at that, not good, great at that, and it's got experience. Now, can they be expensive? Yes. But are they worth it? Heck yeah, depending on where they take you to, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is to continually master your business system. You know, how do you take your business system? Like for me, what I'm looking at now is how do I grow my organization even faster than I have? You know, and I've got an organization of tens of thousands of people, but how do I take that to hundreds of thousands of people in in half the time? Okay, so how do I take the system and duplicate even more and even faster? Because if you can with your existing system and do that, and that takes inquiry, right? That takes thinking. That takes asking people. That takes interviewing people. It takes a lot, right? And then obviously testing things out So and seeing how that goes. That's the second thing. And the third thing is making sure that every day you have results. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in the long-term goals and long-term we want to achieve, and we forget, no, business is every day. Business is every day you got to do something. Every day you got to make money. Every day you got to have a result. Every day there's got to be something that gets accomplished. And every day you don't, you're falling behind. And it's one of the things I teach my organization is, guys, every day you got to have a result. Every day you, here's what you got to do. And at each level, there's going to be different results you have to be achieving every day. And so when you put together working on yourself, mastering your system, and achieving those results every day that creates that momentum long-term, then I think you really got something hopping there. Franco, those are really profound. I, I actually think they're in the top top 10, and you're my 162nd podcast interview. Jeez, look at that. Um, and I've had <laughs> I've had guys on like John Maxwell, Seth Godin, Kathy Ireland, George Ross from The Apprentice, Barbara Corkin from Shark Tank. So I had some I had some pretty smart people on the show, and that's a that's a fantastic fantastic top three expert action steps. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, I don't do a ton of one-on-one coaching anymore. I'd actually like to do two or three guys a year who really have a big vision and want to take it there to the next level. Uh, most of what I do is, is through our peer group and, and system program. But my better half, Teresa, she has been a coach with Tony Robbins uh, and has done nearly 5,000 hours of coaching of entrepreneurs. And I just had a couple of our clients talk to uh, to me today. Tell me how good she has been in helping them get to the next level. Because part of our program is they get one-on-one coaching with her uh, every month. And um, I can tell you there's folks in our community that were playing at average and are now playing at a very high level because they have access to the very best personal coach. It's super, super important. I agree 100%. Yeah. I 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Well, because they, what a coach does is allows you to see what you can't see, your blind exactly. spots. Exactly. There's, and there's no way, like I know my coach keeps pointing out my blind spots all the time, and it's great. I love it. Like, please, please, you know. And if, if you're serious about high performance, then you need a coach. And if you're not, then then you don't need a coach. But don't, <laughs> but don't lie about it. You know, don't say, I want to be this. And No, it's not true. No, you know? no. If you're serious about high performance, you definitely need a coach. It's, it, it's very well said. So, Franco, 
you have a phenomenal organization and there may be people listening to this who are telling themselves, hey, I'd like to connect with Franco. I'd like to see what he's up to and see if it makes sense for me. So how do they do that? Sure. You can email me directly. I'll give you my personal email. It's Franco, F-R-A-N-C-O, at CavFrancoLoFranco.com. And I'll uh, write that out. So Cav, C-A-V, Franco, F-R-A-N-C-O. LoFranco is L-O-F-R-A-N-C-O. Dot com. Franco at CavFrancoLaFranco.com. We'll also make sure we put that in the show notes, uh, listeners, so that you have that and uh, you can access that. Listen, take advantage of the fact that Franco's given you his personal email. I can tell you he's, he's, he doesn't just do this with anybody. He knows the kind of audience we have here. He's all about meeting with entrepreneurs. And I, I want to read for you something, Franco, which I think you are going to absolutely love. But it was something one of my clients did. She used this line in connecting with entrepreneurs. And that's why I want to encourage my listener to connect with you. She said she used the line that myself and my mentor, Mark Von Muser, taught her at our last three-day immersion in Toronto. And she said, hey, to this entrepreneur, from one top performer to another, I just wanted to introduce myself. And when she approached this, this person, who's going to be very good for her business, this individual said, Great. When can we meet? Right? And top performers want to meet other top performers. 100%. Right? And, and 100%. This woman's probably going to make an extra quarter million dollars a year because of this relationship. Like, actually, actually, it's interesting because I tell my team, hey, we want to recruit business owners into our business. We want successful people into our business. Like, we've recruited three billionaires into our organization. Because those are the people we want to be with. Those are the people that, especially for our industries, because they're so huge that we want. So to your point, yes, bring it on, baby. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) Bring it on. So listener, Franco is a multi, multi, multi multi-millionaire. Great guy. Humble guy. He's giving you his personal email. Reach out to him. It's really, really smart. Now, you might be listening to Franco and going, man, that's fantastic. You know what? But... I'm kind of committed to my own business. And there's nothing that, that, that's fantastic. It's good for you to be committed to your own business. And you're thinking to yourself, well, Nikki, how do I apply some of the things you and Franco talked about today to my own business? Fantastic question. How do I take my expertise and monetize it better? And let me tell you, very simple. All you got to do is go to our website, ecircleacademy.com. And go to the button in the top right-hand corner that says, book your success call now. And you will get on my personal calendar and we'll have a conversation one-on-one. And that conversation is going to be about helping you figure out how to become the very best version of yourself, how to have a life that completely fulfills you in terms of the work that you do, how to have a life where you're making a boatload of money, making the money that you deserve to make and making the difference that you were born to make. So make sure you do that. Franco, thank you so much for being on the show, my brother. It was a real honor to have you on. Awesome, dude. I'm, I uh, Thank you so much. And say hi to Teresa for me. She's an amazing lady. You guys thank are you awesome. So much. Thank you. Thank you. Say hi to Wendy for me too as well, brother. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Cavalier Franco LaFranco, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. And 
to jump on a call with me to help you figure out how to become the best version of yourself. Go to eastcircleacademy.com forward slash appointment or click on the button in the top right-hand corner. Until next time, goodbye.